Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Hello and welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. This is Bob Iger. Bob Iger. Filling in for Steve, and we're so excited to tell you everything that's happening with Star Wars. Bob Iger. This week. Damn it, man. Even your monotone is too much energy for Bob Iger. Oh, I can't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't follow. Sorry, guys. Oh, that's pretty good. Is that a clipper? Was that you? That was me. Oh, solid. Oh. Ah, welcome to the Wretched Eye podcast for what's the date today? Oh, Friday. Friday, <laughs> September 17th, 2021, episode 211 of the show. My name is Steve Baldwin and three fifths of the hive tonight. Wow. Joining me. Well, actually, wait, I'm two fifths of the hive are joining me. Mm. Me, we are three fifths. Yeah. Maps are hard. Yeah. Maps. Bob Iger. Bob can probably handle it. Three fifths okay. of the hive are here tonight. Math, math is hard, but dude, you're pulling in fractions now, man. I can't deal with that. That's I'm out. Uh, I'm out. God. I <laughs> missed that day in elementary school. Sixty percent of the hive is present, <laughs> and that means we can do the the, the unwritten that, rule. Tell me. The unwritten yeah. rule is, if three people, three of us, are available on a Wednesday, we go. We go. That yeah. If it's two, we try to reschedule three. We're down, and tonight it's Nico, Scott, and Steve. So That's right. We are Thunderbirds are go. Thunderbird. Oh wow, what a lame intro! But yeah, it's uh, it's Steve, Scott, and Nico tonight. Hey, hi, how are you? Well, as always, we'll start with show uh, with with introductions. And uh, sitting to my left here in the Palatial Wretched Hive Studios is a lifelong Star Wars fan, Steve Vansky. Oh, my you God, Steve, this is this this show is going to be out of control tonight. Oh yeah, we we cut the fat. And it's just going to be streamlined. What are you calling those two? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow. This is going to be, it's streamlined. It's going to be fast. It's going to be furious. It's going to be great. I mean, it's going to be a lot of Scott talking shit. Dave's I mean, just talking. Out of, out of shape, but I mean, no one. Let's <laughs> God. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready for I this. Greg was looking pretty trim. Well, he was, I think. He was. Well, the he beard's was. looking trim. <laughs> um, also on the show tonight, he is the captain of the Millennial Falcon, Nico freaking Rodriguez. Nico, how are you, buddy? I'm good. Hi. Hey, how are you? Hello. I'm good, too. I don't even remember my own intro. Was, it was too early. I didn't have time to prepare it. It's pretty weird. Uh, have we ever done a, a show proper with the three of us? I don't think so. Not oh, a show proper. I think we've done many episodes the three of us. Maybe a minute. I don't know. I don't know. If we've done the show proper with the the full intro and all that with just the three of us. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right about that. Yeah. Uh, if we're wrong about that, give us a text to the Wretched Hive Textoso line at five six two four five five four four eight three. That's five six two four five five Hive. That's H I V E. In case you can't spell Hive. You goddamn right. And you can also find us online at wretchedhivepodcast.net. You can stream every show we've ever done at wretchedhivepodcast.net. You can also find us on uh what's that social network platform? 
on Facebook. Facebook. That's right. Facebook.com forward. I just said that uh, forward slash wretched high podcast. And you can also find just do that. This guy's so obnoxious lately. It's just in our really face. Combative. Um, you can also find us on Twitter at Can't Re- just do that at Wretch Hive Pod. Uh, you can also check out our Instagram feed that we never update, which is Wretch Hive Pod seventy seven. <laughs> God, wait, hold on. I, I have it here. Hang on. It is the Wretched Hive seventy seven on Instagram. There we go. There you go. Damn right. it! I'm going to start posting to that thing. Does anybody understand the uh, significance of the seventy-seven at the end of the Wretched Hive podcast Instagram tag? I hope I can. I can. I have a pretty good guess. You wager a guess. I think it's the year that the original film dropped. That would be nineteen seventy-seven. That's what uh, I was going to go for. Okay, yeah, that's uh, it's a good guess. Both did you did well, you know that, or is there is there a different answer to this, Nico? I don't know what you did. I know that. I don't know, Scott. Who made the fucking Instagram initially? <laughs> Tell me, who was tech-savvy enough out of the five of us to make a new Instagram account that the five of us could log into to post stuff? But who who did create that Instagram account? I did, you fuck. <laughs> wow. Hey, we got some news to cover. This is going to be a quick show. And let's get right into the news. Here we go. Man, quick. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. Trim the fat. First, we trim the fat. I was calling you up. Yep. Oh, I told you this. Oh, is you a- know what I forgot though? At the end of the at the end of the page was uh, Zuckerberg. Oh, oh damn it! Do it real quick. Let's yeah. Just yeah, yeah, sure. Let's do it. And we're on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive podcast. Zuckerberg. There. <laughs> that was a good one, actually. I like that. That's better than the Zuckerberg. Can you isolate that now and just yes. mix them together? Oh, yeah. Gotcha. We need to get you some betcha. some mix on that. All right. We have a mix of news this week, including big news for the uh, the what what is becoming, what is the cultural phenomenon? That is the Mandalorian. Yes. Oh, I thought you were going to say COVID-19. No. Well, that too. <laughs> Took home. Wait, hold on. Wait for it. Took home seven <laughs> Emmy Awards. Wow! For the uh, Disney Plus original series, uh, a few for visual effects, and many more. It the Mandalorian won outstanding special vis- visual effects in a season or movie. Outstanding sound mixing. Great sound on that show. Is outstanding cinematography. Yeah. Single camera series. Outstanding music composition. There's the so good. Uh, Outstanding prosthetic makeup, specifically for Chapter Thirteen, the Jedi, and I'm assuming maybe Ahsoka Tano's character. Oh yeah, yeah, had something to do with that. Outstanding stunt coordination and outstanding stunt performance. So seven total Emmy awards, Scott, for the Mandalorian. Season two. It's a masterpiece. Emmy, the Emmy award winning show, The Mandalorian. I'm so happy for this. If only we could have some uh, Academy Awards. Yeah. Thrown I in. have a cat. Does that count? <laughs> Has so have there been, I should know this. Why don't I know this? Other than the score, I know there's been many nominations for John Williams sco- uh, scores for the films. Yeah. 
have there been any wins since the original film? Oh my. That in is the Academy Award categories, uh special effects, um acting, editing. I'd like to phone a friend. Can I call um Dave? Don't call me Harry Potter under any circumstance. To... Okay, but I'm gonna yes you can, Nico, but I'm gonna say at least the Empire Strikes Back and possibly the Phantom Menace. Are those wins? Yes, wins, actual did, wins. Did Empire win for soundtrack? Or wow. original score, I, I should say. I would. That's the question that you just asked. I would think for for um for the em, empire, the imperial theme, the imperial march alone, which appears like thirty eight times in the film. <laughs> it really does. It's all over that movie. There, uh, there's a guy, David Collins, who who has a show called the Soundtrack Show, and he breaks down soundtrack soundtracks and he literally counted the times that the imperial dun, 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 soundtrack did like not win oh. the soundtrack did not win best it wasn't sound- original enough yeah mm. <laughs> uh it was a nominee uh best productions design was a nominee it won special achievement academy uh for special effects it won for special effects uh for dennis murin mm-hmm. and best sound mixing okay so I don't think Jedi won anything. Well, I was going to say question then. Who did win that year if it was an Empire? Yeah, who won the score? Do you have the uh, winner for... Damn it. <laughs> it, just... it would be uh, 1980. Or would it be 81? It's 81. 1981 Academy Awards, right? Because it came out in May 1980. Yeah, I can uh, pull it up right now. All right, our crack research team is on this right now. So I will stall a little bit, a little tap dancing while you look that up. Uh, I'm reading from StarWars.com. Title of the article is The Mandalorian Wins Seven Emmy Awards. And reading down below the list of the awards, the Disney Plus original series created by Jon Favreau has received a total of 24 nominations, including Outstanding Drama Series, which is the big one. That's huge that we got that nomination. Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series for Giancarlo (laughs) Esposito. And outstanding directing for a drama series for John Favreau, Chapter Nine, The Marshal. All right, what do we have from the crack research team? I'm I'm going to use a word famous for uh, with Nico. Unfucking believable. Who won? Fame. 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 Yep. I'm gonna live forever. That's right. That's mm. right. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Oh wow. That that. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. That's crazy. That's a very '80s soundtrack. Uh, to be fair, so you know, for show a lot of weird things were happening in the eighties. All right, disco was coming to an end. Cocaine was everywhere. <laughs> Who knows what the academy <laughs> was thinking when they gave that win? Oh my! All right, another piece of Star Wars news. Yes, actually, the last piece of Star Wars news we have for the show. Wow, so, Star Wars fans, this hold on be, tight. It's gonna be a fast show. <laughs> <I'm telling you. laughs> We got some other key stuff to talk about, but yes, we do. in terms oh, of Star Wars news. Hmm. I have yeah. a little bit of Star Wars news I can talk about. Lay it on me. Well, let's give this one, and then right, uh, give... I'll talk later. Yeah, yeah. This one's quick. We've, we've talked about Star Wars visions. We are around the corner now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know you have an opinion, so I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait until next episode because you're going to eat your words but yeah okay this show is All gonna right. be amazing maybe it will maybe it will be it drops september 22nd 
Mm-hmm. So as we, as the episode, as this episode airs, it's next, what is it? Next Tuesday? It's the 22nd. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Math is hard. It's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. Second is another Wednesday. Do math. Okay. Disney Plus likes Wednesdays. That's right. Oh, oh so, it, so yes. do we, by the way, do we know if this is going to be released every week, Nico, or is it, are they, do you know if they're going to drop everything at once? Or is it going to be okay? Like, um, do we know versus do I know different answers? Because do I know? I don't have a fucking clue. Do we know collectively as a wretched hive? I will defer to Dave. Don't call me Harry Potter, and he knows fucking everything. See, well, I know IQ of the show drops like thirty-eight points. Oh man, come on, give me a little like, bit of credit. I would say like thirty-eight percent, Steve. <laughs> well, <laughs> Look, just because I haven't shaved in a, in a week, you know, give me a, give me, a, you know, at least 15 <laughs> of those. The five o'clock shadow uh, works for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. The StarWars.com, again, is the source of this article, Inside Star Wars Visions, Meet the Heroes. I'm not going to read too much from this article because it's huge. Yeah. It actually goes That's what she said. all the characters <laughs> that are the, the, the high top level characters in Star Wars Visions. Um, there's a lot to go through here. Kara is the night from the ninth Jedi. I guess it's one of the uh, episodes. Is it Carrie or Kare? K-A-R-R-E. I don't know how to pronounce that. You got me. Uh, from the twins. Robotech. That's all I know. Dan from the <laughs> elder. So there, there's, and it, each one of these has an extensive detail and a narrative about each of these characters. The F there's a character called F and the episode is the village bride. It's literally the, the letter F. Hmm. Yeah, so there's there's just a lot to go to to read through here. We won't get into it until after we I think we uh the show airs and we can break some of these down. But again, this is um anime style Star Wars yeah. from legitimate anime houses. Okay, um Japan. so We're you're excited. reading you're reading the names of all these prominent characters. Yes. And I don't know who the F is, but you <laughs> missed out on the part where the trailer had Jackson in it. The fucking oh, yeah. Star Wars bunny. Yeah. Yeah. Legit. Oh, oh, let me add to the Star Wars news. First of all, let's go back to the uh, release schedule. All Disney Plus series okay. have been um, serial. Like not serial not, release. Yes, uh-huh. not, not binge uh-huh. release. So I'm just going to go safely with this one and say, yes, okay. it's going to be a weekly thing. I, I hope I will go so far as to say we'll get episodes one and two on the first week that's a possibility yeah that's been i mean we got that with falcon and the winter soldier we got that with what if didn't we wandavision too yeah and wandavision so it seems to be that these serial releases on release day one we're getting episodes one and two okay so eight episodes seven weeks that's good that's good and and and, yeah that makes sense in light of Nico's Jackson uh, comment there, I'm going to throw this out there. I'm on Hasbro Pulse on Instagram, and they just released the Black Series Jackson the Rabbit action figure. I'm so no I am buying that damn thing. I can't believe. Now, it. is it is it the comic book Jackson? Yeah, and his X-wing fighter, or yep, is it what we? Because when we saw him in the trailer, correct me if I'm wrong, he was in like pseudo jedi robe attire not in an x-wing fighter 
right? He was in like the brown and tan, like what we see Luke wearing on Tatooine in episode four. Yeah, I'm going to go with that just because I got a lot of issues with this series and the trailer. So, uh, <laughs> yes, but uh, the figure will be the X-Wing pilot. Um, I'm leaving it at that, Steve. That's going to be the four-week tease for this thing because this, this we're going to have a lot. I, You know what this is? This is going to be my last Jedi. That's what this is. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so Scott... Uh, I don't know if you've picked up on this, Nico, but Scott has some major issues <laughs> with anything that's not on celluloid. If if it's not a theater of theatrical release, and even then, he's got issues with it. Yeah. Look, here's the deal. I just it ain't my bag, baby. That's I've what I've noticed. It's bag, baby. It's I've not. noticed that Scott has issues with things that are fully digital. What? Mm. Well, all right. I mean, as cool as you are, Steve, I don't think he shows up to the titular podcast recording studios just to hang out with you. I think it might be a little bit of technical difficulties and it makes it easier to put those difficulties and burden on your I'm not, shoulder. I'm not going to comment. I'm not going to comment. <laughs> Look, you're getting off, off track. You're totally off track here. Here's the deal. I think I'm on brand here a little bit. Anything digital, Scott's not a fan of, and that's okay. You have a real girlfriend. She's not a digital girlfriend, and I'm down for that. Girlfriend? I have a wife, man. What are you oh, talking about? Good job. Allegedly. 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 25 um, years later. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. Um, no, so just here's my tease for this. Um, I really liked Robocop. Appreciate you calling that out, Nico. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Thanks, Nico. Appreciate it. Um, Thank you, Scott. I know. I know. Don't worry. <laughs> Your next show is going to be all just attack Nico because it's all about the manga, not manga. <laughs> and, the, and the Japanese animation style of this thing absolutely just drives me crazy. Um, Why? And I don't know. I'm, I'm not that opposed to it. I actually grew up with a lot of it. Yeah, I know you um, did. I'm it, a huge, it surprises me that you wouldn't like this. Look, I'm a huge fan of the original American uh a Robotech series, but then I got into the full blown, like the Japanese versions, the, the originals, mm -hmm. um, and the Megazone two threes and Akira. You I love going to happen. You're going to see this. Yeah. And you're going to flip. I, I probably, maybe, maybe I might, there's, me. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to dislike the show. There might be some interesting things, but so far what I've seen in the teaser, it's not one of those teasers that just blew my mind, okay. you know, unlike like let's say i know we got we're going to be talking about the uh, hawkeye trailer coming mm -hmm. up here and we are yes so you know that's a whole different thing it's not spider-man um no way home so it's it's just not for me mm -hmm. it didn't get me excited that i thought it would like it would yeah, it should enough. have fair enough all right all right well it, it's either way it is hitting the airwaves september 22nd and i cannot wait yeah. i'm super excited to talk about it to watch it to talk about it with you guys and to hear what you guys think about it, because I think it's going to be bitching. It's going to be fun. Um, all right. Before we get to. Um, sorry. Before we get to Hawkeye, which okay. we need to talk about the Hawkeye trailer. Yeah. And I'm sad that Dave is not on the show tonight because he turned me on to this trailer and he was so excited about it. Yeah. Literally, he like he couldn't stop talking about it. I, I was with him the other night. He just was. Yeah. He's like, you have to. He, we had to leave. He's like, hey, just watch it in the car. Watch it in the car. He's giving me his phone. Watch it. Watch it. Yeah. 
He loves this thing. Yeah. And it's pretty strong. It's it pretty is. good. But before we get to the Hawkeye trailer, I have to take a little time out here Uh-oh. to talk about Norm MacDonald. Oh, definitely. Norm MacDonald, who just passed away. It's not, this is not Star Wars or Marvel or Disney or whatever, anything related. Uh, but Norm MacDonald passed away this week. He was 61. Huge fan. Huge and fan. And I'm a huge him. fan of Norm MacDonald. Yeah. Uh, and so I wanted to talk about Norm and this loss with you guys. Uh, it actually, just happened, I think, I think yesterday as we record. I think we found out about, or maybe Monday. We found out yesterday, and I think it happened the day before. Okay, so today's, as we record, is the 15th. So I found out yesterday, the 14th, in the morning, that Norm had passed. Total surprise. No one knew that he was sick. Um, And this man was a, a, a virtual, a literal, until yesterday, a living genius a comedic genius. Yeah. This guy was so, so funny and was at the center of so much uh, humor in film and on television that really shaped how I view comedy and what I think is funny. He was so quirky and just deadpan funny all the time. And he had uh, so many great little, little bits and so I just wanted to spend some time on the show talking about Norm. There's a great article on NPR with um, comedians paying tribute. This article is titled on NPR.org. Comedians pay tribute to beloved XSNL star Norm MacDonald. I think Norm was the first anchor. No, no, no. That's not true. Of course, it was... Um, Chevy Chase. Uh, yeah, Chevy Chase back in the 70s. I For some reason, I th- I feel like he's the first of the more modern anchors. Or maybe uh, when they changed the set or something. Well, there's there's a story behind this, but he came after Dennis Miller. Um, he came after Miller? Yeah, Miller was late 80s, early 90s. And I think he was the replacement for Miller. If not, there might have been somebody in between. Okay. Uh, but he is most notice- no, no, ugh, no, I can't say Get noticeably. Get it out. Um, recognized as being fired from SNL because of the OJ Simpson jokes that he wouldn't stop. Yeah. Telling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you have to understand if you don't know or have not heard Norm Macdonald's style and his comedy, he, he was a different, um, God, I hate saying the term, but edgier, comedian he yeah he was relentless he didn't pull punches he was very um god just look at the year he was on snl he was only on for one year right when they fired he was turd fucking ferguson yes he was i almost wore that shirt tonight in yeah, honor Bert, of burt reynolds turd ferguson turd ferguson on celebrity jeopardy how many people Holy use shit. that as a fake name or when you're going into a restaurant they ask for a name you just blurred out. I just watched that clip earlier today. <laughs> Will Ferrell says, you know, I, says uh, that's not my name. <laughs> like you guys are bringing this up right now. And okay. I know and love this man and his characters and the movies he's been in and his SNL time beyond just Burt Reynolds on Jeopardy. Um, I 
when you guys were talking about it in our private chat group, I did not put the name to the face oh, until yeah. literally just now. And I Googled the name and I was like, wait, who is this? I am distraught. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a terrible loss. Um, I want to read a little bit from, from the NPR article. There was, a, and before I do that, there was a tweet that just classic Norm McDonald joke. He said something akin to, um, is it his cancer joke? No, it was the, okay. it was the, 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 he just deadpanned like number one on the radio charts this week is better than Ezra. Oh, I posted that one. Oh, yes. you did? Yes. And number two on the charts is Ezra. Ezra. <laughs> I just think of that. I just, I don't know. <laughs> just, he just, he just had a wit about him. <laughs> on this in this NBR, NPR article really quick uh, Jimmy Fallon referred to McDonald as one of the greatest comedians ever he was a friend of the show family really to us man his his um, little tribute to him just the other night was so I didn't see it oh it's just so good you, you he's on the edge of breaking down in the middle of it but there is a moment where he talks about you know he studied all these comedians from the 80s and he norm mcdonald was one of them and he like the late 80s and he did this whole routine about him and and he talked about it and then he's like the first time i was in la i came across uh, a taping of something and i was walking into a restaurant and norm mcdonald was sitting there and i had to walk up i had just started snl and he said mm -hmm. um i went up to him and i'm like norm mcdonald i'm like i'm like your biggest fan i'm so excited and and you are the greatest and he's like and his response was I'm the greatest. And he points over to his person he's sitting with. And it was, um, oh God, I was going to say Billy Crystal, but it's not. It was um, another great comedian. Mm -hmm. And and Jimmy Fallon did not see the other comedian that was there. And uh, he's like, oh my God. And it was just such a Norm MacDonald moment. Mm -hmm. I'm like, God, that's so great. He, he, he I, yeah. I would, I would compare Norm to the likes of um, Leslie Nielsen. He, I got those kind of vibes off of him and the characters that he played that very, you know, serious, but sarcastic and hilarious characters. Yeah, he had a little bit of that vibe. He could definitely, he definitely had like the straight man, the deadpan comedy down. There are tributes here and I won't read them all, but from David Letterman, Sarah Silverstone, Seth Rogen. Uh, Adam Sandler, Bob Saget, Scott's phone won't stop playing I'm so tech, sorry. tech, tech issues. <laughs> um, there's, I, I do, I did pull one clip and it's a classic story that, that Norm McDonald told. And I think this is from Conan's show yeah. from the, from the nineties. It's about two minutes. It's a bit long, but I figured for, for Norm McDonald, we're just going to run this clip. Okay. It's about a, it's about a, it's a two minute story or so that he tells and it's his, it's his moth joke. So if you want to find it yourself, just YouTube Norm McDonald moth joke and you'll find it. So this is Norm McDonald on the Conan O'Brien show telling his story about moths. So uh, let's let this run for about two minutes here. Uh, a moth goes into a podiatrist's office. A moth goes into a podiatrist's office. Right. You are correct. 
a moth goes into a podiatrist's office, mm -hmm. and uh, the podiatrist's office says, what's the problem? And the moth says, what's the problem? Where do I begin, man? He goes, I go to work for uh, Gregory Olinovich, and uh, all day long I work. <laughs> Honestly, Doc, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I don't even know if Gregory Olinovich knows. He only knows that he has power over me, and that seems to bring him happiness. But I don't know. I wake up in a malaise, and I, I walk here and there. And the podiatrist says, oh, yeah? And the moth goes, yes. And he goes, uh, at night, I, I sometimes wake up, and I turn to some old lady in my bed that's on my arm, a lady that I once loved, Doc. I don't know where to turn to. My youngest, Alexandria. She, she fell in the, in, the, in the cold of last year. Mm -hmm. The cold took her down, as it did many of us. <laughs> and my other boy. And this is the hardest pill to swallow, Doc. My other boy, Gregaro. Ivan I no longer love him. As much as it pains me to say, when I look in his eyes, all I see is the same cowardice that I, that I catch when I take a glimpse of my own face in the mirror. If only the cowardice was stronger, then perhaps... Perhaps I could bring myself to reach over to that cocked and loaded gun that lays on the bedside behind me. And in this hellish facade once How long a drive all, was this? <laughs> do you live in the valley? Where do you live? Please, sorry. He says, Doc. Sometimes I feel like a spider, even though I'm a moth just barely hanging on to my web with an everlasting fire underneath me. I'm not feeling good. And so the, moth, the, the doctor says, Moth, man, you're troubled. But you should be seeing a psychiatrist. Why on earth did you come here? And then the moth said, because the light was on. <laughs> That that just sums up Norm Macdonald. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was his humor, it's, and you either got it or you didn't. And I think most of us get it. I, I love it. I love it's quirky. I love that it's odd and offbeat. Yeah. And he tells these ridiculously long stories for a one-line joke, and I'm just like, man, I miss I miss that. It's the setup. It's <laughs> the setup that so, makes it so great. So great. Yeah. <laughs> Norm Macdonald uh, passed away at 61 this week, and Godspeed. Godspeed, yeah. Norm. Thanks for indulging me on that, guys. I, we, I, I had to talk about Norm Macdonald. He's had been such an influence on, on, on me and just how I view what a good comedian is. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. All right. So we got we to gotta break uh, from that, and we need to talk about the Hawkeye trailer. Oh, this is just going to burn Dave. Because I, I know he wants to talk about this. Have you guys seen the Hawkeye trailer? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so we've got a couple different ways we could do this. We could play the trailer 
and uh, and then provide some commentary after or we can go shot by shot that shot by shot takes a long time should we play the trailer let it roll and then talk about it after we could we could do that what do you guys think you know what i want to watch it again steve let's watch it yeah and let it roll and then talk about it after all right sounds great all right dave dave is gonna and, and nico pointed this out dave definitely needed to be here for this but man I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to miss a ton of stuff. I've got a bunch of stuff queued up for this. I'm ready for it. Uh, this is going to be so much fun. I think I watched it twice on my YouTube. Yeah. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, but I don't think I caught any Easter eggs. I mean, I will definitely put myself in, you know, a step or two above Steve and the knowledge of the Marvel universe, but nowhere near where, you know, Dave Greg is. Christmas we've had together. Right, here we go. In years. I love you guys. I'm making up for some lost time. Authorities are wondering if the masked vigilante who terrorized the city's underworld is back. The past is caught up with me. Should we be worried? No, no, it's nothing. I'll be home for Christmas. I promise. It's the most wonderful time. When I wore this suit, I made a whole lot of enemies. You're a Hawkeye. Who the hell are you? Some people have actually called me the world's greatest archer. Are you one of those people? It's the most wonderful. Hey, babe, I should be back in a day or two. Hang on a second. Things have gotten more complicated. dangerous definitely not this one you'll have to say definitely like that holy sh- there are arrows more dangerous than that one oh, just some christmas that looks like exactly what the doctor ordered for the holiday season oh yeah I- i'm not gonna lie that just looks great man that's a great trailer it looks so fun it, I mean, that trailer is just really fun to watch. I don't know if it's just the the soundtrack of the trailer or what, but I am so excited for this movie. Yeah, you throw you throw Andy Williams. It's Andy Williams, right? That his version. Oh yeah, yeah. In there, that most wonderful time of the year, just cranking in the background. It's a Christmas story, um, which I think there's some Shane Black connection to this, uh, who directed. Uh, or was part of the Lethal Weapon series, which all took place at Christmas. We okay. Yesterday, this branched into a conversation about Lethal Weapon and whether Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie or not. You're goddamn right, it yeah, is. Yeah, it is. It's the it greatest is. fucking Christmas movie of all time. Go back. No, that's Die Hard, my friend. Okay, I was going to say is, oh, okay. Die Hard. Die Hard. I would yes. rank above. But okay, no, my bad. Uh, I've had too many. Oh, that's okay. No, that's okay. But we we did agree that Lethal Weapon is is a holiday. Is is a Christmas. Oh it yeah. It takes place during. Yeah, yeah. 
It does. Where, but but is it driven by the fact that it's during the holidays? It the is. way that Lethal Weapon, the way that um, Die Hard, Die Hard is. Um. Well, it, John McClane doesn't get isn't in the movie if it's not the holidays. He, right. He's going. He's going home. No, no, no. He's going to L.A. Well, he's going to L.A. for the holidays to meet his to to get, try and save his family, his family and get family. yeah right right. right. Um. I it, you know. It, it might not, but the holidays play a huge part. They have to play a huge part in it. An entire sequence takes place in a Christmas tree lot, which is fantastic. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, which is one of my favorites because that's where you just see the old school Mel Gibson losing his shit in that whole yeah. sequence. But um, So that references back Before to this. So I, I need to segue back to this right. um, yeah, because to this. there's just so much going on here. One, we have to address the obvious here. If you haven't read them, you have to find the miniseries uh, from, I think it's 2012 to 2015, the Hawkeye miniseries. There's a series of oh. books that this show is based off of, and they all is take- Is it a comic series? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, so you definitely- good. I can oh. do that. And so many things in this trailer come from all the different volumes of that series. So it's just fantastic. I mean, everything I've seen is just gonna tie in a whole bunch of stuff, and there is a huge, huge and i'm using the term huge as a major segue to a possible character introduction here that we've already seen but we thought we could just just discard so who are we talking about is it the female uh no there is a possibility that we're going to be seeing the kingpin in this series from the netflix series oh okay from daredevil so there's yeah what's that actor's name that plays um uh D'Onofrio, Vincent, yes. Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio, yeah. So, because uh, he plays a huge part, and there are so many characters that they're showing in this trailer that are connected to Kingpin. So I'm just freaking out over this trailer. So definitely see the Hawkeye miniseries to get some, it, it, read it. I okay, mean, so I'm browsing the Marvel Unlimited app on my iPad as you're talking. Yeah. I see... So that, not the original, like, like from 2012 to 15 is what I'm seeing. Yeah. Okay. This one. That's it. It's got like a, um, some real trippy looking covers. Yeah. It's got a very, um, mid-century modern almost feel to the, yeah to the vibe of it. Has kind of the old spy movie looks from yeah. the six, 50s and 60s. Yeah, there's a little bit of Bond going on here. Yeah. Some of these covers. So yeah. fantastic cool. series. A lot of stuff uh, makes its appearance in the trailer. Um, and one of the big things is the the bad guys that we see in the trailer are from this series. They are the tracksuit mafia who have a major connection to Kingpin. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm super jazzed. What is the tracksuit mafia? Those are the guys that you see them. They're wearing the actual track suits. Okay. Um, it's also where Hawkeye gets his dog, Lucky, the pizza dog, um, which there's a great backstory to that. Um, the original. The, better the, be. Yeah, yeah. I know. So if you go back in and we start going through the trailer, you'll see the mafia guys coming around. They are wearing the track suits that you see in the actual comics, which is amazing. Um, Russian guys. Uh, the main, the leader of the group is, I believe, Ivan. I'm, okay. I'm, I, I'm hoping I got that right. Um, he is um, the owner of Lucky, who is actually called Arrow in the books. And when Hawkeye saves Arrow after he gets like his eye ripped out, 
um, and brings him to the vet. He renames him Lucky and he feeds him pizza for the first time. And what's significant about that is in the trailer, when he catches the Molotov cocktail, yes. he's on the upper story of the pizza parlor where he feeds Lucky. the. And, and there's just all these little Fun. great little, you know, Fun. moments. That now, are Nico, have, have you read the Marvel, the the series, the, event, the uh, Hawkeye series? I have not. Okay. This is something that you were willing to do with me so that we can discuss on the next episode, maybe get through a few of the, the uh, I'm, issues. I'm not um, currently subscribed to the Marvel Unlimited app. Do we need um, to crowdfund this for you? Is there anyone out there that can yeah, turn can you I up get nine bucks? For, there you uh, go. Yeah. All right. Um, we need to figure out how to get this done because I want to read these. Yeah. And it's more interesting if I can talk to them about well, talk guess to, what? You, you could talk to four fifths of the wretched high. I want to talk to you because you're handsome. I am handsome. You can talk to me about <laughs> anything you want. All right. Just because I, I haven't read it doesn't mean you can't talk to me about it. I do. I do love this. I love this trailer. I love that it's showing um, some of the things we can talk about that don't have to just directly con uh, connect to the comics. Is mm. uh, we see the connection. In the timeline of where it falls, it's Christmas, right after the blip. Everyone, oh. right, every where everyone comes back because the kids say, if you remember in Endgame, or the end of Infinity War and the beginning of Endgame, uh, Clint Barton's entire family gets blipped. Right. He's he's having the oh, picnic, yeah. and yeah. his the his daughter who he's teaching how to shoot the bow, and his kids are playing in the background. He has yes. three kids and his wife. They all get blipped. Yeah, that's on film. We see that. Yep. So the, the opening of this moment is the kids saying we haven't had Christmas in years. So what I took from that was this takes place the Christmas right after the blip. So we're looking on the timeline of 2023 mm -hmm. in Marvel years. So if you look at where everything's shown up, we're now seeing where WandaVision, Captain, or, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, mm -hmm. and all the other films that are starting to uh, push off into phase four all fall right around this point. Got so it. winter soldier hasn't taken place yet. So there's a couple moments in here where uh, like they go see the captain America, the Rogers Hamilton play. Mm -hmm. Come yeah, on. It's funny. It's the same logo, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Even, and even uh, it, it, the choreography looks a little bit, the, the blip that we get to see. Yeah. To reuse the word blip. It looks like something like straight out of Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm excited to see that. Um, I like that it kind of places you into that. And then it brings back his past, which I'm really excited to get that Ronan character back. Even if he's not playing Ronan, we get the new character, which is going to be Kate Bishop. And Kate Bishop is one of the major players in the Young Avengers. So. Okay. And that, that's the second Archer. The, the, the girl. The girl that he's running around. With. Right. Yes. And okay. cool. we know already that the... the Ronin as a character is a mantle that's worn by multiple people. Right? Yeah. We've talked about that on the show before, that it's not specifically one person, but it is kind of a mantle that's, you know, been passed on or or adopted by multiple people in the comic book. Yeah. Universe. And I think they're going to change, I think, her origin story and how this kind of works. And certainly what we've seen with him and Ronin, the character he plays at that point was definitely different or, you know, compacted into what eventually became 
the Infinity Saga, the the Infinity War and Endgame two parter. But yeah, I I see a lot of fun and a lot of potential for where this is going. And certainly, this is another series that is springboarding the Young Avengers. Yeah. So, and I love that it's based around the holidays again. I think it's going to be yeah. fun. It's going to bring something to, yeah. you know, to to keep us busy over the holidays. And I I, I just I love I love that vibe of it. I, I am too. I'm seriously, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. There's rumor. There are major rumors talking about the possibility of bringing in um, a, a Fisk or, or mm-hmm. the Kingpin mm-hmm. for this series. And this is a huge thing because if there is a potential of seeing Daredevil in Spider-Man and the Kingpin in this series, mm-hmm. we're going to start to see all of the New York heroes start to come into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I know we've been clamoring on about X-Men and Fantastic Four, mm. but this is huge, huge news if that's the case. If we see this, I'm, I'm set. I'm set for the next, what, eight to 10 years. Oh, <laughs> nice. I'm just excited to see how they can finally tie in the TV show series, the Netflix series into the Cinematic Universe. Um, and then Scott brings up the point of, you know, the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. Um, I'm just, you know, trying to mull around in my smooth monkey brain for all you other millennials out there. Um, how Disney is going to make the X-Men and Fantastic Four and the rest of the Marvel, New York, Street Beat, you know, b-team heroes all kind of tie in together um not i'm i'm excited for it uh it's gonna be pretty cool but i i don't know how or when if they're gonna do it all together but i'm excited for having it happen i i got a a quick theory on this to pose to you nico and steve um so i'm bringing that up because i'm excited we got to see a lot of that in the netflix series and then we were kind of told by Feige that, yeah, these didn't really happen. And now it almost seemed like a smokescreen to kind of pull this back in. Was was there a cat? Yeah, I think it's my kid. Oh, um, it almost <laughs> felt like a smokescreen just to secretly start to filter in these characters. My hope is, you know, we're getting two big things happening right now. We're getting the supernatural stuff with the uh, multiverse of madness coming out. And that's all been introduced. We got the Loki series, we got the Wanda series, and that was all leading into Doctor Strange, the Eternals, um, and what else? Oh, Spider-Man No Way Home and and so forth. Then you get the more grounded level heroes like your Captain America. So we had Falcon and Winter Soldier. And um, what are we getting next here? We're getting Hawkeye. Uh, What if, even though I still think it's part of the canon, is expanding on the multiverse but we get the grounded level heroes coming in and that's going to lead us into something else and i think there's a split in phase four that will eventually merge everything together but we're getting this divide right now to get two different like perspectives on it and what i'm hoping is the new heroes and the characters we've seen like from the netflix series Mm. aren't just slammed at us they're introduced and we get possibly a phase five I mean, I know there's going to be a phase five, but that could be something that's stretched out over phase four gradually, like peppered in here and there. Mm. And then we'd start to get these bigger characters we've already been introduced to from Netflix or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, and such kind of brought back to the forefront. I've got a, I've got one word for you about 
bringing bringing Marvel characters together and making it all yeah. interesting. And you guys are sharing about how excited you are about all this. Yeah. Deadpool. Oh, oh, and yeah. he introduced Deadpool. That's going to be nuts. I if mean, we actually do that. We oh, it, saw, we saw, right? yeah, yeah, we saw in Deadpool him with the time travel bracelet, right? Yeah. And we know time travel creates, you know, multiversal branches. Oh, yeah. Right. So I have, and I have a couple of questions here for probably you more specific, specifically, Scott, because you yeah. kind of understand the, the comics more, but. If Deadpool 1 and 2 become canon in the MCU, which I really hope they do and make it happen. Oh, yeah. When in the timeline do you see um, Deadpool 1 and 2 being fit into the current MCU as it is? You know, um, and I'll I'll even give you a hint because I already have my answer, you know. well, my thoughts on it. Do you think this is um, pre-Loki TV show or post-Loki TV show that Deadpool happens? Um, and then kind of tangent- tangentially, I think is the word I want to say. Um, let's, let's go for it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you see with the multiverse happening or with the multiverse happening do you see a return of Robert Downey Jr. as the Iron Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward? As such a central character to the previous stories, I guess the question I'm asking is, with him being so central in the past stories, with phase four and five potentially in the future, we, we've kind of seen a pattern of similarities with the comic books, right? Like they, they pull from these comic stories and stuff to kind of make these movies happen. Yeah. What kind of stories do you see being used in phase four and five to be kind of, you know, the basis of those stories happening? And mm-hmm. the question I suppose I'm asking is, is, is Iron Man such a central character in those stories to where with the opening of the multiverse they would bring iron man back or bring him from another you know kind of tangent universe into current marvel cinematic universe and bringing robert downey jr back as that character since since that's the more more recent stuff you're talking about i'm going to go out of order here i say never say never because Knowing what they've done and certainly what they've done for Robert Downey Jr.'s career, um, I don't think he would have a problem saying yes to something. In fact, even Chris Evans has said he'd come back and do cameo roles, and I believe he might even appear in the Hawkeye trailer. In the trailer? Spying eyes may have uncovered a secret role that he's playing in this. Possibly. Not sure yet. But let's get back to that so yes i think he could come back what could be the thing that brings it back for phase four or phase five this is where i'd love to have dave just throwing like loud barking voices at me but i'm gonna say it's gonna be secret wars 
I think Secret Wars is going to be the next major event. We've seen the TV show has already been announced for Secret Invasion with the scrolls. Mm -hmm. uh, we're getting the Multiverse of Madness. How does Deadpool play into this and how could that fit into it? Like where could one and two fall into it? That's a great question because we know how Deadpool has transformed or evolved in the comics to the character we know from the movies because he didn't start out that way, but it's interesting that he became that. The funny thing about that is I don't have any doubts that they could use that in any of the X-Men films that they've done prior to this because they've already shown us that they can pull in Pietro to play the same character he was from a different studio, which is now owned by the same studio, Fox and Disney. Um, I think they could totally pull that off and throw in the whole multiverse thing where they fall in line. They could fall into a specific point where I could, I'd have to really do the research to figure that one out. Or they could just say it was from a multiverse timeline and that's he got sucked in or pulled into a different timeline and that's how he exists. Because we do know that there are variant Deadpools in the comic books. Oh they God. are weird. Oh, that's nuts. They are very strange. There's one that's a Deadpool woman. Deadpool is variant enough on his own. <laughs> oh my God. So imagine breaking the fourth wall and you have multiple Deadpools and oh, they yeah. one is this like, like almost like a sex goddess like girl it's and very it's a, it's a floating zombie skull yes <laughs> it's so bizarre um but yeah i i think they're going to be able to pull it off just fine um and i think they're going to have to he'll have his own series which will stay r-rated according to the everything everyone's been talking about mm. ryan reynolds and all the studios when he's showing up in other entities they're probably going to do it in a very creative way to censor him mm -hmm. slightly i don't right. think it's going to be 100 percent to bleep it out or to sort right. of like cut cut him off yeah yeah right so i think it's going to be a lot of fun seeing how that is going to get intertwined into everything else mm -hmm. and quite now, frankly multiverse of madness is the perfect title to really kick all this mm -hmm. off with um sony letting marvel borrow spider-man so much and with venom getting as much traction as you know a character as he is in the films getting a sequel now to his film and stuff mm -hmm. um scott i'm sure you know and steve i don't know if you know this but the character venom the symbiote um his first hosted like the parasite host that venom was attached to was actually deadpool not right. spider-man and but his attachment to deadpool is what caused him to go kind of berserk and see that could really play into it because some of the older comic book readers would say that secret wars number eight was the first appearance of the symbiote uh outfit which it technically was but then a lot of the retconning and the mm. adding to that storyline you get the deadpool um connection to that and everything so it could be through Secret Wars, we get something. Even if they have to retell the origin story of the symbiote suit, I'm fine with that. What I find fascinating has, is how Sony has already cross-pollinated with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which I think I brought up on one of the previous shows, um, using multiple characters that are already, we now know, are going to be showing up in the next Spider-Man movie in their actual promos for Morbius, the Carnage trailer, 
Um, we've seen Marvel Cinematic Uni uh, Universe characters showing up in the trailer. We've seen the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man mm -hmm. on a wanted poster in one of the other for Morbius. Mm -hmm. All that stuff is existing. And I thought that was such a unique way of letting us know it's really happening. And here we are getting Spider-Man with everything coming in. So I think this is a great move uh, on Sony's part. It's building their universe, which has the potential to be used anytime they want in Marvel Cinematic Universe and build something so, so good for them. I mean, it's going to make a ton of money for them. Oh, all these films. Are. It's going to be huge. Yeah. I'm I just, yeah. My, my biggest hope and fear, I guess, you know, simultaneously is that Marvel and Sony continue to walk hand in hand in this journey, um, sharing properties back and forth because they really are so tied together um, that I really hope that they get to you know stay friends and and allow each other to use the different properties kind of back and forth you, for the fans. I don't think that I know we had that little blip moment where there was some tension and we didn't think it was going to happen and you know. Um, we thought we wouldn't see the third Spider-Man film, but give them some credit. Give Kevin Feige a little bit of credit on this. They've mended those, you know, wounds or whatever was happening there, and they've pushed it forward. And quite frankly, what Kevin Feige has really done for them, and maybe Dave has some other insight on this, so we'll have to ask him on the next show, but um, is really opened up a, a, a possible lost cause for sony like they were losing money on spider-man and here they re like kindled the fire and not only are they doing that they brought back their old properties their old mm -hmm. ip mm -hmm. so you're getting all yeah. the major players from all of the franchises coming back sony's sitting on a gold mine right now i don't see them like breaking that contract or that handshake deal for a while just let them let it's basically letting money pour in and we might be seeing a lot of new characters coming from Sony over into the Marvel universe yeah, yeah. and shared back and forth. Yeah, I don't I don't know if, you know, the the common MCU fan on the street realizes how kind of central a character Spider-Man and his, you know, um yeah. rogue gallery really is to the entirety of Marvel. I mean, if 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 you're not like a comic book reader, go into your local comic book store, pick up any Marvel comic book that, you know, isn't printed yesterday kind of a thing and look at the top left corner and tell me whose face you see, mm, because I'll bet you a dollar it's fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. Even if you're reading an Iron Man comic book, you're going to see Spider-Man's face in the top left corner because he is the face of Marvel. Please. Here's one last one last thing on a point that you just made, Nico, is this is how important Spider-Man is to Marvel. That at one point, that when the Avengers broke up, disbanded, reformed, broke up, created the West Coast Avengers, broke up, did all that crazy stuff, which we've kind of seen through all of the, the series. Eventually, one of Spider-Man's greatest villains, Hobgoblin, ended up running the Avengers at one point. Mm -hmm. So... You could have a and yeah. a lot of those characters he was like the leader of, kind of like Iron Man, were the Young Avengers, or characters that were involved with the Young Avengers. So there, there is some major connections here, and I yeah. don't know if they would go down that path. But the fact is, is that it exists. Spider Man was a major player in 
Secret Wars. He was also a major player in the stuff that we've seen. So I'm glad they were able to get his property and bring it over. It's going to be a fun, fun ride the next few years. That's what I'm saying right now. I agree. Yeah. And we'll be on it together. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man and the Wretched Hive. I like that. All right. Let's get out of here, guys. All right, I have, a, I have a bonus Star Wars story. Let's do it. I thought we were done. <laughs> Let's go. There was one more that I remembered that I wanted to share with you guys. You know, Robert Rodriguez is the showrunner director for The Book of Boba Fett. Yes. So he made news this week, well, actually two weeks ago, but we didn't have a chance to cover it since the last episode. Robert Rodriguez, this is according to Collider. Robert Rodriguez teases Book of Boba Fett quote, it's going to blow your mind. Now, this is the quote that, that gets me. If you read down the article, um, let me get there. He says, I can't say anything about it at all right now. Big shock. Like you can't spoil anything, yeah, yeah. but it's coming out in December. Wait till you see what's coming. It's going to blow your mind. That's all I can say. I can talk it. Up. This is the part that gets me. This is the director talking. Now, you know, these guys don't like to like brag. Yeah. You know, he says, I can talk it up all I want because I know it over delivers. It way over delivers. People are going to be so pumped when they see it. <laughs> that's Robert Rodriguez talking. Um, I'm First of all, that's Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. yeah. And this yeah. is the book of, book of Boba Fett <laughs> coming soon. It's right around the corner, a couple months away. He's going to take it and make it full on El Mariachi. I swear to God. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be so good. I had to share that with you guys. Look it up. Collider.com. Robert Rodriguez talking about Book of Boba Fett. Well, this was fun. We made it through without Greg and Dave. Yeah, we did. Definitely. Yeah. I told you. We, we, survived. Trimmed we, we trimmed the fat, baby. <laughs> we skipped over what I wanted to talk about, but it's okay. We already got the closer oh, friend of the songs going. Oh. Well, you got about 20 seconds. Get it out there. Uh, I had my first visit to uh, Disneyland's Galaxy Edge last oh, weekend. Shit. And I wanted to kind of give my, you know, kind of two cents and review on the whole place. Um, TLDR uh, is fucking cool. Nice. All right. Next time. Next episode. That's we, a good. That's a good. Uh, we need a whole segment that? on that. We need Nico's review of this. <laughs> yeah, we do. We definitely do. All right. That'll bring him back for next episode. Next episode, Nico gives his Nico gives his review. Guys, have a great couple of weeks. Until next time, may the force be with us all. Yeah.